All right. Well, uh, it is a very, very special episode today. Uh, we may as well just make this our Valentine episode. So, I mean, the holiday is right around the corner. The holiday will be on, what, Monday? Mm-hmm. And this is airing on Thursday. So, we only got a couple of days away from the day of love, which is what this show is all about. This is the show of love. Oh. So, dear. Yes, honey. What shall we talk about in relation to the day of love? Well, I know that for Valentine's Day, everybody likes to be super lovey-dovey and talk about the gifts and the special dates and everything. But I want to take a little bit of a different direction. What direction you want to talk about that bedroom and how no, Magman no, no, be in there I'm not putting do that. down? No, we're not okay. doing that. So, <laughs> I want to talk about last Valentine's Day. I don't want to talk about last Valentine's Day. <laughs> last Valentine's Day was not. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go into that, I think we should give a disclaimer that all of you people who say this is the favorite couple and uh, oh, and when I grow up and be just like y'all. I, don't, I think we should give them a disclaimer that that's not how Valentine was. Valentine's Day last year was a perfect example of how marriage is full of imperfections. It's full of bumps in the road. A very um, wise person I knew at, um, at Changing, actually, uh, Dr. Aker, he told me, one time when I was like, what's the key to a successful marriage? He said, marriage is a decision. And I did not understand what he meant until last Valentine's Day. Marriage truly is a decision. You got to put in work. Um, should you tell it or should I? Go ahead and start it off. Okay. Okay. But it, this started... There was a buildup before Valentine's it's Day. Definitely a huge buildup, but that's gonna take way too much time, and I don't want to ruin nobody's Valentine. <laughs> you don't want to ruin your Valentine's Day. I don't want to ruin my <laughs> Valentine with this story, but I will say um, this was right after we had moved into our new home, uh, which I know we did have a viewer, a good friend of ours, asked us about the what happened after we got the house and everything and I said I lost my job. I had a job by then, Tia, so don't. don't you stay name dropping people. What if they okay, don't Okay, I'm not going to say the name. Okay, I didn't say her full name. I had a job by then, so I was able to afford Valentine, okay? Um, so anyway, this is right after we moved out of the house and everything, uh, but the reason why we moved out of the house in the first place is because we were living with my mom. Mm -hmm. And um, do you remember how we even got, that's another episode. We just have all these different episodes within the episodes. Uh, my wife had just had enough. I know all women watching this are like, she did what? Boo, what you saying? She live with your mama. What? Why is that? Oh, hell no. Nah. I didn't know you doing that, boo. Why is the depiction of black women this? Because that's how y'all kid no. around sometimes. 
Okay, so yes, we were we were living at home with mom uh, to save money and build up, and in that period, it was uh, pure hell for <laughs> lack of better words. <laughs> pure hell. My mom is gonna be so mad that I'm talking like this, but I love you, mama. We love you, mama. Um, she was my mom is great, greatest mom on the face of the earth. That's my everybody know I'm a mama's boy. Um, but during that time, I found out, and people kept telling me, sir, there's no way you're going to ever have peace in a house with two women. You can't have two queens in the same house. It was just too much. And I was like, no, not my family. My mama loves my wife. My wife loves my mom. It's, you don't know what you're talking about. But there was constant tension building. Like if my wife said something, I did something for her, and my wife, my mom didn't like it. She was like, oh, he got two mamas. You know, uh, uh, my mom did something that Janice didn't like. She would be mad and have an attitude and rolling her eyes and huffing and puffing. And I think more than anything, it wasn't a big space. Like, there was no room for us to get a break from each other. Not me or you either. Like, our our bedrooms were right next to each other, so, like, we could hear each other's phone conversations um, there was only one bathroom. Having two women with only one bathroom oh, is a problem in and of itself. So I think that the fact that we were crunched up into a little bitty space, it just added on to the tension. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, and I was in the middle of it, you know, and it was just a lot on me. Um, and I made the decision after... We had our, our last little spat before we moved down here. I cleaned up. And I was like, okay, you know what? Fine, we'll move out. I was also worried to move out because um, all my life it had just been me and my mom. Mm-hmm. And that was all we had. We just had each other and that was it. And I was worried about moving too far away if she needed me. How was I going to get to my mom? My mom isn't sick or... These are just worries that I just had. I didn't want to leave my mom by herself, and that was a lot on me. And she didn't always make it easy for me because she would say stuff like, oh, I'm be by myself, and I ain't going to have nobody here. You're just going to leave me. So I would just, that just really, you know. The I guilt felt, trips. It was, it was, yeah, I felt really bad, like, leaving my mom because, like I said, it had always just been us. Um, and I would I would take my mom in. I still would do anything for her, for mom. So that was a lot. But then on the other end, Janice was like, I can't take it no more. I got to have my space. And, you know, this isn't a home for me. And I love your mom. But, you know, I still need a space to create and make my own. And she deserved that and all that. So it was just a lot both ways. Everybody was putting pressure on me. Yeah, what are you going to do? And we moved out of the house. I got her what she, she wanted. And I, I laid down a lot. I said, okay, if you got to have this space, there's some rules I'm going to lay down. The house got to be clean. I don't want a lot of mess, a lot of fluff and clutter. Um, and I want peace as it relates to, you know, my family. I want peace. I don't want you saying you don't have no space. If my mama want to call or come by and visit, and she's like, I don't have a problem. Your mama can come by whenever, however long. I don't have a problem with that. I just want my space. I think the difference is, like I said, the space. So, like, now I, d- I really don't care about how long you're on the phone, whether it's your mom or anybody, because, like, back then, 
like I said, we could hear each other's phone calls. Like I was constantly, there was never, I couldn't watch TV because I can hear y'all conversation and y'all laugh and I, I, there's no peace for me. Whereas now we are in a, a little bit of a bigger space. So like now if, if I don't want to hear your phone conversation, I just go upstairs. You know, or, Mother, Mother Dearest is a prayer warrior. Oh. When I say my mama is a prayer warrior, what do you say? My mama get up at 2 and 3 o'clock. In the, you ever seen that video on? I think you showed me that mm-hmm. video on Instagram where, you know, they picking on the mom doing uh, prayer in the morning. That was my mom. Every morning you had an alarm clock at 3 o'clock. Well, come on, Zion, lift up your voices. I'm calling on the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Who is this King of Glory? The Lord God, strong and mighty in battle. Come on in, Zion. I mean, this three, is like three from three to five morning. in the morning. But when and then I you gotta get up at six to go to work. I feel the anointing but in that space right I felt now. I felt a way because your mom made her own work schedule. So she would be up from three to five in the morning. And then when we get dressed for work, she go back to sleep and she don't have to get up till noon. I just went to sleep at midnight and then you woke me up from three to five and then I got to get back up at six to go to work. So I, I, on top of the small space, I wasn't getting any sleep. So I'm... She, like I said, me and my mom, we, we've been together all my life. You could she, sleep through it. I was used to it. I'm used to calling up Zion at three in the morning and getting my sleep. I mean, I, I'm we covered by the blood. I ain't worried. But for you... I'm a super light sleeper, so I could not sleep through it. It was it was a huge change. It was a really, really huge change for her. And so I, I got it. Everybody that we told the situation to, they were like, are you crazy, Ed? Are you, do you not realize? So that was the compromise. I was like, okay, well, you're right. You get your own space. So we bought the house and everything. Valentine's Day comes up. But remember now, I always felt as if I was in the middle of it. And that was my one thing that I just wanted, peace. So Valentine comes around. I was always on call at work, and so she just said, you know what, I never have time with just me. You're always on the phone with somebody. You never have time to do A, B, and C. You're just always on the phone. I never have all of me. So I said, you know what, Valentine's Day is coming up. Um, Valentine's Day was on Sunday last year. It was on Sunday. Um, What did we do for her birthday? My mom's birthday is February 11th. Valentine is on the fifth. What did we do? I think we went to Houston. Okay. Well, we took my mom somewhere for her birthday and celebrated. And the next day after, I usually try and call her every day just to check on her. Well, that Saturday, I made the decision that it was just going to be you and I. I wasn't going to answer the phone or call anybody. I just wasn't going to do anything. Sunday, we went out on Valentine's Day. We sat and ate. Had a good time at dinner. We were so in love and happy and everything. And I think I asked, was it okay if I just check on Mother Dear since we were on her side of town? Remember, a week went over past two. I said, well, hey, I just want to check on my mom. I didn't get a chance to, to talk to her or something like that. Something came away. I, I called her. And then she told me that she was her leg had swollen up the day before, that she wasn't feeling too good. And I asked her. And she said that she hadn't eaten. She hadn't eaten. Yeah, she was like, I hadn't eaten. I was like, well, Mom, why didn't you 
she called me and I'm fussing at her because she didn't tell me. She said, well, I know it's Valentine's Day and uh, I didn't hear from you yesterday, so I was just giving you some time. So I uh, decided to stop by. I was like, well, we'll stop by. Tell me what you want to do. I'll bring you something to eat. So we stopped by, get her something to eat, took her the food in. And you wait, wait, wait. It was a very simple request. She just wanted some chicken. Just wanted some chicken. We yeah. sat in that line for an hour and a half. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. She wanted some church's chicken. And it, it was the kind of line where, like, you know, normally if if it takes too long, you can just pull out of the line. We were stuck in there. And it took, like, over an hour to get the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember, but I'm going to say yes, because. Uh, but anyway, we got the chicken, went to the house. You decided to stay in the car. You did not want to go in. You said, I'll just stay in the car if you need me. I thought you were just going to drop the chicken off and, and we was going to go. It was Valentine's right. Day. Right. So you were just going to drop the chicken off. But I went in and checked on my mom to make sure everything was fine. She was fine. I gave her the chicken. I think she was keeping Reggie, too. Reggie is the dog. She was keeping Reggie there. We were dropping him off. We couldn't have been dropping him off. Anyway, long story short, I went in to check on my mom, and she was trying to change her bed sheets. So I helped her change her bed sheets and everything. And she was talking about getting her hair done. And she said, well, where is Nisi? Because sometimes you do mother bed hair. I said, well, she's on the phone because for whatever reason. You, were, you had called her to let her know. That we were there or something. Yeah, I called her on the phone, which was in, on in the car. So if you got a smartphone or you, you know, you hook up your aux cord, you guys know you can talk to people in the car. So on her phone in the house, it was hooked up to my phone in the car. You so left your phone in the car. If you were in the car, you could hear what we were saying. So I said, well, mama, she's on the phone. Why don't you ask her? So she started talking to Denise. She's like, Nisi, can you hear me? Nisi, Nisi, Nisi. She ain't saying nothing. And I just got livid. Like, that was, I was, words can't describe how mad it, because I know sometimes. Well, I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be bothered. You can be a little petty sometimes. Your last name is Janicia Petty when you want it to be. You can be a little. You're a beautiful monster, but <laughs> you can be a little monster. So I but just on on my end, when he went in the house and I realized the phone was still on, Ed always we have a running joke of about hanging up the phone. So I know not to hang up the phone. So once she went in the house, I just turned the volume all the way down and started scrolling through TikTok. So I didn't hear any of this because I had turned it off. The, well, the volume was all the way down, so I didn't hear any of her calling me. She called me and was like, hey, can you do my hair? for?" I think she had an event coming up or something. So I was like, yeah, I, we scheduled a day for me to come over after work so I could straighten her hair. Cool. So I'm just, I went back to scrolling after she, she called me on her phone. She called my phone on her phone. After that, I just went back to scrolling through TikTok. So I didn't think anything of it. On my end, though, I... You she, thought I was ignoring her. Uh, yeah, I thought she was ignoring her. And this was a part of the agreement. If we move out, 
It's going to be peace. Ain't going to be nothing. And she's like, yeah, you're going to have peace. I promise you. So I was I, I was just at my breaking point. This had been years of build up. And this was the moment that it's just. We all we got another thing where no matter what is going on on the inside of the house, the outside world should never know. So if we got a disagreement, when we step outside, we still happy together. We still on the same page. And then when we come back, we can finish arguing and fussing and fighting. So that's just, I just always had, you know, that thing where I wanted us to be a united front on the outside. And this was breaking that rule. So now my mom knows you upset and everything. I didn't know she had called and asked her to fix it here. So when I got back to the car, I was like, you didn't hear me calling you on the inside? And I was like, no, look at, look at the car. You can see that the volume is down on the car. Because the phone call was still going on when you got back in the car. I'm like, no, I, I turned it down as soon as you left. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Cause I, again, in my mind now, when you mad, you know how it is when you mad. You come up with all kind of scenarios in your head and you can piece together and you just, you can be on first floor that you know exactly how it went down. I knew that she had waited until I came out to turn it down so she would have an excuse. I was just furious. And you were so just nonchalant in the moment. Yeah, anything that's which, it. Which to me just added insult to injury. Like that was just the worst of it. That was insult to injury. You nonchalant and I'm mad? Oh. This is when I realized that he was mad. And so I got annoyed because from my point of view, I feel like any other woman if you on on our Valentine's Day date night, we got to stop by your mom's house, they would have it would have been an argument. But I I was cool. Your mama need to eat, of course. And if she's not feeling well, especially, yeah, we can just stop by and feed your mom. Uh so I felt like you you mad at me and any other woman would have been in here raising hell. And so I felt annoyed that you weren't giving me the credit, especially because because you had asked for this piece and I was giving it to you. Any other, anybody else, women, y'all can y'all can comment and let him know. Anybody else don't would not comment. have taken that. Don't comment, women. Comment. Don't, no. Don't let com him know. If you comment, I'm a, I'm gonna put like they did on Luke Cage. You're gonna eat, but you won't taste. You're gonna sleep, but you won't rest. Everything you love, you're gonna lose. What? You hear me? Whatever. So just so he know, any other woman would have been upset. But because I had the house, because I had the space, um, and it was just a, a mild, you know, not an inconvenience, but it was just a mild, it was a, a detour on our way home. I was still planning on continuing our Valentine's Day when we got home. I had a nice little outfit picked out, you know. Uh, no, we don't know. Anyway, I was still planning on <laughs> continuing Valentine's Day when we got home. You trying to set me up. Uh, but he had attitudes. So I was like, Ed Ed is not that person to like hold grudges. Like if even if he gets upset, he doesn't stay upset. So I was thinking, you know, it's like a twenty minute ride home. By the time we get home and he see me in his outfit, we're gonna be chilling. It's it'll be good. And so we got home, I hopped in the shower, and then when I got out of the shower, 
the house was dark. It was like that car story. The house was dark. The, I couldn't find a dog. I'm like, what? And you never came to bed. I slept on the couch that night. That's the only time in the 10 years that we've been together that we had, well, not we, that it was an intentional us sleeping separate. We slept separately. Yeah. Intentionally. Yeah, I was was heated that night. I was was mad, and I just couldn't even stand. I was like, all of this stuff that we went through to get this house, everything I went through to get you what you asked for, and this was the promise that we had made to each other that we was going to let bygones be bygones. We were going to move forward. Relationships were supposed to grow and cultivate and get better. I was finally going to have the peace, the sacrifice. I made so many sacrifices to make you happy. I mean, all of this stuff was going through my head. I, I've tried to give you everything you wanted in this uh, marriage, everything you needed in this marriage without complaint, even if I felt like I had... Um, the short end of the stick. Yeah, like I got the short end. At least you were happy at the end of the day. That was it. And the one time I'm doing just a small little 30 minutes, this is the thanks that I get. I mean, I took you to the finest restaurant in the city. I mean, I, I gave you yesterday. It was just us. I mean, it's, this is the one thing that I have asked for. And I can't even get that. And I just don't know what's going on. I don't understand why you mad. Because I also, we, we are the type of people... I don't believe in, like, if if I'm super angry and I know I'm going to say something that I don't mean, I would rather you just give me space and allow me to process my feelings and give me time to gather my words to express how I feel or to express what's going on before. Because if you just poke me while I'm angry, then I will blow up. And you're the same way. So I knew better than to go downstairs and poke the bear. Um so and my grandfather was the greatest curse master in the history of cussing. And so all my life I was two and three years old getting cussed at called MF and SOB and just all kinda of, so if you cuss at me and yell and scream at me And I will not tolerate it. I do she, not like being not yelled at like that, yeah. even even growing up. I would rather get a whooping than for my mom to yell at me because I just, I cannot process being yelled at. So I'm in the very beginning of of our relationship. I I set that boundary. You're not going to yell at me. We're not going to scream and cuss at each other. I was like, that's how we express love. In my family, if you come to my family, we insult each other. We cuss each other out, but we laugh and joke. That's just how we communicate. But I couldn't, she just could not process that. So we just, we established, I'm not going to yell, I'm not going to scream. I'll be stern. I'm going to get right, th- I'm always blunt, which I, I think I've gotten better at that. But that night, if you had said something, I probably would have turned into James Oliver Reeves. I would have had to bury. <laughs> I was curious. And here's the part why I didn't want to get into it is because on that night, I had decided Bum, bum, bum. That we were over. Unbeknownst to me. I had I had just made it. I was like, you know what? This is just this is just too much. Like I say, it, 
And it's a lot more. Like I said, it's the build up to this point. This had been going on for some years. It was just so much tension. Um, that you were in the middle of. I was in the middle of, and I, you know, I knew that. Of course, I'm not getting out scot free. I had, I had created that situation um, against better judgment. A lot of people advised Ed. I don't think that's a good idea. You shouldn't have me in someone like I'm telling you. Some people spoke from experience. My wife and my mom were in the same house, and this is what happened. Uh, my mom and my sister were in the same house, and this is what happened. And I was just like, not my folks. My wife and my mom. And I, I honestly do believe that you guys really do love and care for each other. Of course. You know, so, uh, but again, I guess it was just unavoidable. And that was, I even talked with my mom. I was like, okay, well, here are the changes, but know this and know that. And I think know, also because we are raised very differently things mean like the yelling in your family that's that's the love language yelling and fussing and cussing at each other and whereas i cannot like so the differences between how we were raised um i think that that just added to the tension because if um i took like yelling for instance that's something that i would take as disrespect and there were certain things that i would do that were normal in my family that your mom would take as disrespect. And it didn't click that, like, this is just how I was raised and I'm not meaning to disrespect you. Um, but we never really had that conversation until later on. Yeah, I think it was right before we moved out that we just, we just called a family meeting and we said, and it was just a lot of things. Like even on my mom's end, she was. Uh, we went to a restaurant somewhere, and she asked me to do something. I was like, "Well, let me check with Denise and first, because we always just check mm -hmm. with each other. It's not saying that no, I'm not going to do it, and it's not even so much as an I'm asking. It's just so hey, this is what we're doing. So if you notice a move in the bank account, if you notice a move in my time where I'm not doing sales, this is what I'm doing. So. But my mom was like, well, dog, you got to ask her if you can do something for me. And I was like, well, no, that's not why. And we just talked through it and, you know, I explained it. And eventually, I think it was just like you said, I had to I had to play interpreter on both ends. So when my mom didn't understand why I did something with Janicia, I would come and explain why I'm doing this or why it was like that. And then if you didn't understand something that my mom was doing, I had to come and explain and interpret it. And it was like so many little small things that were larger than they should have been um, were just starting to wait. And so it had been years of buildup of that. And this was the night that I had just had enough. I was like, you know what? I, I don't even want to deal with this anymore. I'm done. I'm over with it. And um, one of my friends, I think we should have him on the show one day. I reached out to them, and they have any couple. Now, I want to do a disclaimer. This this podcast or this show is not a show where we're telling you these are the keys to a successful relationship and do what we did because we did it right and we know. We are still learning. And this is just what works for us. For I've us, learned that yeah. you got to chew up the meat and spit out the bones. Like certain things that work for other couples, it don't work over here. And certain things that work for us, and we talk to other couples, and they're like, absolutely not. We cannot do that. So you just got to figure out what works for you and your significant other. 
But what I will tell you is, I think every single couple should have a couple that can pour into them and tell them, this is what we went through and this is what we experienced. Here's what we think could help. So that's what this show is about, just trying to give something uh, that we've gotten. Throughout the year. I always ask married couples, tell me how you did to make it to 20, 30, 10, 55, two years. Um, and so this couple is the couple that did that for us. They, uh, they are best friends. Um, when I first got with Denicia, my number one prayer was, God, give me a, a Barney Rubble to my Fred Flintstone and a Betty Rubble to her Wilma Flintstone. Um, and he did, gave us some of the greatest friends in our lives. Uh, and luckily for us, they're a little bit older than us, and they've been married for a longer time than we have, so they can give us tips. But they had been with us through the journey. So all of the arguments and all of the misunderstandings that we had. The build up, the tension. The build between mom and her and the situation with me in the middle. They had seen everything that happened. And I just sent him a message that day and I just released everything that I wanted to say. I just gave all it the to yelling, him. fussing, and cussing. Yelling, for I was like, this woman did this and here's when I feel like this and that. And he read everything, and he was like, Ed, wait a minute. I think you should pray about it before you go into a divorce. That's what he said. He said, I think you should pray about it. Um, and he said, after you pray about it, if you still feel like you need to divorce or go your separate way, I'm not going to stop you. And I just didn't know what, mind you, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't understand why he was so angry. I'm just in la-la land. I didn't even know that you were thinking about divorce at that time. So I had already just made up my mind. I was like, you know, I don't know how I'm going to present it. I don't know how I'm going to say it, but it's it's going down. So get ready. I don't know how to pray. I don't want to need one. So I'm just going to have to get to it. It's over. Uh, how did you end up finding out? I came downstairs to make breakfast the next morning. I asked you, were you hungry? No, we. I was mad for like a week or so. This wasn't just We like talked that. the next day. We spoke, but you still knew it was something going mm-hmm. on. And I, I Eventually, you just sat me down and told me how you felt. And I was like, that's not what's happening at all. We sat downstairs on the sofa. And you were like, I'm angry because of this, this, and that. And I don't know, basically, like, I don't know what our future holds. Um, That was my way of trying to present the divorce. And I was like, that's not what's happening here. I was so confused. Which goes back to episode one, communication. We had two totally different perspectives on the same situation. And instead of communicating and figuring out what's really going on, it was just an assumption made. And then it, from that assumption, it just turned into a hurricane. So once you, once we actually sat down and it was like, this is what, this is what you said. This is what I heard. This is what you meant. It was like, oh, like even little things like when, when we got back home and I got in the shower 
you said that I was listening to songs. I was listening to Jasmine Sullivan. Uh, I had just listened to Hotels. So I get stuck on stuff. So once I find a song that I like or something, I listen to it on repeat until I get sick of it. Same thing with food. If I find a food that I like, I'm going to eat it every day until I get sick of it. So I had just listened to Hotels. So I was listening to, um, what's her song? Pick Up Your Feelings, I think it was. I don't don't know what the song is. Jasmine Sullivan, Pick Up Your, Your Feelings. And I'm also a person, when I get in the shower, I have a whole concert, like, in my mind, it's Beyonce level, fans, background dancers. Like, so I'm in the shower as I normally do, listening to this song, singing my heart out. He took offense to it. He felt like I was trying to give him a subliminal message. No, no, no. Why did I take offense to it? Because you always said, no matter what song I sing, if it's Ron Isley, uh, yeah. If you contagious. do sing it too hard, I be. You, I, are I, you I, trying to tell me something? Are you saying something? You I trying guess. to say something to me? What you? What's going on? You are right. you okay? You right. It'll be like uh, what's the song? Side piece. And you just. I left home. He sing it so hard to be with my side piece. And I be like, I see you, girl. Are you trying to? I love Did you. Home. See you girl? What? I thought you was trying to have a good Valentine. I was. I'm having a great Valentine. Mm-hmm. So I I can see that. But I really just I had been listening to it all week though. I had just heard it for the first time on Valentine Day and you were blasting that motherfucker. Yeah. You was you was blaring it. I had just got me some new um some new soaps and stuff. So I was in there like a brand new loofah. I had me a good shower. And I got I got out the shower. I put on my little outfit that I had and you were gone. Downstairs. Never came upstairs. I wasn't gonna sleep in bed that whole week. But you don't like sleeping on the couch. You don't the couch was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I say I'm not gonna be uncomfortable and mad. Which I don't know why I didn't just sleep in the guest room. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. Anyway. Um, so after we talked and gained understanding, uh, you realized that I, it, it was a miscommunication. I realized it was a miscommunication. Yeah, it was a miscommunication. But then and that brought up a worry for me. So I started tiptoeing around because to me it wasn't a big deal. So the fact that you jumped to divorce, it was worrisome to me because I felt like that means that we're at the end of our rope. If something this small can make you take that big, well, in my mind it was a big leap, then I I felt like if I did anything wrong that you were going to jump to divorce. Which I think even our viewers are probably gonna be like, "Dog, yeah, you went to a divorce off of that." Like I said, it was a a build up. It was a lot of small things over years, not just one day or a month or whatever. This was years of constant over and over. Like we kept running into the same wall over and over. And like I said, I'm not saying I was scot free. I think I did contribute. Uh, I know I contributed to the wall over and over. 
but this was we had gotten to the place where we were like okay we're releasing this in order to move forward as a couple we have got to get past this i think you had ptsd i think that with certain parts of marriage like there there are going to be disagreements that you're going to have they're going to be recurring disagreements that you're just going to have in different ways it's going to be the same what is it the same demon with a different head uh so that was the tension between the three of us was a reoccurring disagreement so even though when we moved out and i had my own space i let it go like i more than anything i realized i just needed space um so i had let it go you still were flinching like you were still looking for it almost you were still looking for the tension instead of like oh oh it's over now sorry we got a, a little dog in here making it hard to record so so is there some good in this story or there's definitely some good in the story um i just want to make it clear because i don't want people to think that we should just jump to divorce that like i said this this is a build up as you said you have to communicate effectively and ultimately, I mean, we did. We did decide to sit down and talk and work things out um, because otherwise there wouldn't be a Dear Honey podcast if, if it hadn't. Um, but in that moment, I had to humble myself. Uh, I think you had to humble yourself and see where uh, I was coming from. And I think in that moment when we did sit down and talk, and I told you, and when I came back to the car and how just nonchalant you were. And you have a bad habit of I can ask, dear, what's wrong? And you say nothing. But your demeanor and disposition says otherwise. That's all women. But out of that, you said, well, you know what? I should have just said what was really going on instead of just saying nothing. Because it like irks me when I'm like, what's wrong with you? And clearly there is something wrong. You say nothing. That just like but for me, I didn't I didn't feel like it was worth mentioning. Like there are certain things that may just be like a mild annoyance. Sugar in the freezer. <laughs> right. right. Uh, so That's a great tip. another um, one of my family members, her and her husband, she went to go cook one day and she was looking for the sugar. And she was like, babe, where's the sugar? And he was like in the freezer. And. Part of her wanted to argue about why was the sugar in the freezer. Uh, but she realized that it, it don't hurt her. It's not going to hurt the food. Like, so what's the point of arguing about it? That's how I felt in that moment. I didn't, I felt like it was sugar in the freezer. There's no point in arguing about it. Your mom had to eat. It, it was, it was a little bit, it was a mild irritation that we had to pause our Valentine's Day. But I think, you know, just like social values around the holidays, <laughs> um, like we, I don't know, as a woman, Valentine's Day is built up to be this big, special, grand, all about me day. So the fact that it had to be paused, it was a little bit annoying. But at the same time, it's not like you was going to see your side piece. You had to feed your mom. And so it's like. Yeah, my Valentine's Day got paused, but this is why it got paused. And we're back. 
All right, so we had to take a quick little break. Uh, our dog was having a hissy fit. Right, so I guess we got to get ready for parent food or get the dog in the break. But anyway, uh, so I think in that moment, just having that understanding of making sure we address uh, those concerns in the moment, just to put the person's mind, because a mind can be a son of a gun. It is the devil's workshop. And so I had time to marinate on that. Like I said, I reached out to my friend and told him everything. He may have been mad at me. Um, But it was just so much things that I think as a couple, it shows why communication is key. Um, You know, I always thought booty was key. You're going to end every show talking about booty. We have to. We must. We must. Um, but I, I really did find out that communication is the most, at least in our marriage, the most important thing. You have to know where your spouse or your partner is uh, at all times. It does bother me that you ask me so much. Are you okay? Is everything fine? Because for the most part, I'm pretty... And honestly, besides that one moment, for the most part, I'm the one that's the most level headed. You don't think so? Oh, definitely. I'm I'm a crybaby. Uh and as you said, my I come from a family of panickers, so I I do think that you're you're more dramatic though. That's just because I'm a showman. Sometimes I do it just for the heck of it. I'm dramatic, but it's mm. on the inside. I I could care less, but I just like to be over dramatic sometimes for my own entertainment. Yeah. So from that, uh, I think that's when I started the weekly check-in. So like every weekend, pretty much, or sometime throughout the week, I always ask him, "Are you good?" And then am I am I loving you in the way that you understand? Because we have two different love languages. So, and you know, we we always, as people, we give what we want to receive and trying to rewire your brain to give this person what I know that they want instead of what I want. So I try to make sure, like, hey, do you feel love this week? Uh, and some most of the time you say, yeah, but every now and again you'll say, well, I would have liked more of this or something like that. Um, that's when I started that. And then that's also when I started, instead of just saying I'm fine, if something's wrong and I don't want to talk about it, um, I say, well, I don't want to talk about it right now. Or if I don't think that it's a big deal, I say it's not a big deal, but you you still going to push until I tell you what's happening. But there was also something else that, happen right at it once we even got on the same page and we were back to normal all was safe and sitting you said something after we made it like weeks later you were like you were kind of you kind of took offense that I thought of divorce even though I'd explained why and I went into my reasoning and the years of build up and all of that you you said you know I was kind of offended mm-hmm. and I still am that you thought of divorce yeah, because I feel like 
I feel like women think differently. We're going to go to marriage counseling first. We're going to we're going to try a bunch of stuff. So the fact that you just jumped to divorce and then not only that, it was something that in my mind was small and like you said how you you said that you have given all of these sacrifices and then it's like well dang you don't appreciate it that's how I felt I felt like I really felt like no there's not many women who will who will have will have who would have been through our situations and and still supported you or still um not I've never like you oh that you've said before that I've never like diminished you or like I, I will never call you out your name I like I've I've always been even when we were going through tough times I have always been the rib as best as I can so and then the fact that we got into this house and I know that the main concern for you was the the tension that was building up and I feel like once we moved for me it was it was a quick switch um I've never complained about you call your mom every day which you should I don't I'm not I'm not the person well, you, you do my mom calls me every day um but I and that's my mom knows me though even with my best friends I'm not the person that's gonna call you every day I'm just not that like that I'm socially awkward so if I if you don't call me with something to talk about I don't know how to keep the conversation going <laughs> so I just don't call because otherwise it's gonna be like hey you good yeah I'm good all right bye you know what I'm saying I don't have I don't know how to keep in person I'm a chatterbox but over the phone or through text I don't know how to keep the conversation going I have I'm socially awkward so I don't call since I've been pregnant I've talked to my mom almost every day but besides that I would talk to my mom maybe like twice a month so it was different for me but even though like you talk to your mom every day and most of the time it's minimally for an hour I don't care because <laughs> if I don't want to hear it I just go to another room you know what I'm saying and then so I felt like I felt like I had made this big change and you misunderstood something and then jumped to divorce. Even like I didn't feel like you saw my progress. I think this might have to end up being a two part. See, this is we're getting to a lot of stuff. I know a lot of you guys are watching this in shock, like, oh my God. They got problems too. We got problems. Got a lot. Well, not. I don't. I won't say lately. Lately, we've been on it. Besides the job, <laughs> but but I would say uh, we've been we've been on a pretty smooth pace. Um, but before we close out the episode, I I think we should give you guys a question. Like, give you guys some. And I hate homework, so I'm not giving you homework. But I'm just giving you something to think about. Or did you have a question that you wanted to ask? No, you could. I would like to ask, is there a legitimate reason for divorce? I know a lot of couples always say there's, there is no option. 
honestly know you. There is no accident till death do us part. The voice is never an option. But is there a, a reason for a divorce? And I pose that question because um, on the moment we got together, I always, always, always pushed you to value yourself and love yourself more than me. I would always say you need to love you because you should not let me come in and destroy your peace or your sanity or whatever the case may be. You should have that amount of love and respect for you. I know it sounds, and I always pick on you and say, I know that you want the beautiful fairy tale and idea, oh, and they lived happy. But realistically, you should value and love yourself enough to say, I know what I deserve and what I'm, you know, entitled to in this life. So what is what is the boundary for you? That's what we'll have to find out on the next episode. So is there a reason for a divorce? That's the question. Is there a reason for a divorce for married couples? If you're not married, still want to hear what your thoughts are. And um, yeah, you don't have any question that you want to pose. You want to give them more homework? Just just a couple of questions to keep them thinking for the next episode. And and this will probably be addressed in the next episode. What boundaries and how do you set boundaries with your family? That sounds like an in-law episode. I think we gotta talk to our in-law. One of them has already been hit by the <laughs> the dear honey bus. But I think we got to talk with our in-laws and, and set it up. I, th- I mean, because you can have a whole episode. on. And I should put a disclaimer out there. We both love our families. I mean, we of course, any family is going to have their boundaries and everything. Uh, but I, I think that uh, if we're going to really get into like the nitty-gritty I think a lot of people are going to be helped by it. I think we got to prepare them for what's to come. But it is a good episode diving into dealing with in-laws. Are in-laws a reason for divorce? I have heard some horror stories on TikTok. There's some stuff that I, I hear other women go through. I absolutely would not put up with. We should find those and dissect them. Okay. So that's what we're going to do an in-law episode. Uh, If we don't talk to our in-laws or our family, I'm sorry in advance, but you helping the community. You blessing somebody with your story or our story. What do you say? And every in-law right now that's on this, whether you be a mother, a father, a sister, a cousin, an uncle, or auntie, right now the Lord is telling you, you're going to sow. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Dear Honey podcast. You always want to end on some food. I want you to sow. And then right here on the bottom of the screen. Episode two. Happy Valentine's Day. Whether you're in a relationship, so whether you're single, right I hope now, your day is filled. Well, we hope you. your day is filled with love, you're whether you're loving on somebody else or loving on yourself. Blessing.
Tune in next Thursday. It's going to be a sweet blessing. And we'll see you there. Like, comment, and subscribe. What do you say?